Honestly, 10 to 15. I'm not going to... I, I always find... If you tell people how long you're going to be speaking before, then hopefully you don't get too bored. But about 15 minutes, 10 minutes time, you're going to be going like that. So I can guarantee it won't be longer than 15. I want to read just a couple of the verses that we've already heard read from Luke 2. And it said, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them. And the radiance of the Lord's glory shone around them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Do not be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. I want to look at just three things, very briefly, of what the angel said on that night. The first thing is, don't be afraid. Fear not. You can imagine seeing an angel would have been pretty terrifying. They were terrified. The only experience they might have had of angels would have been reading about them in their Bible that they had at the time, just the Old Testament, and it would have been when angels came to destroy cities that were ravaged by sin. And they thought, wow, this angel's come to destroy us. They were terrified because at that time there was a lot of sin around. The world was a bad place. We think we are living in a a pretty bad world at the moment with all the terrible things that are going on. But they lived in a really bad time. They were under Roman rule. There were crucifixions happening daily. There were terrorists. They were being oppressed. You know, not much different except for the crucifixions, I suppose. That's today. But they lived in a bad time. But they probably cowered away. And the angel said, no, I've not come to destroy you. I've come to bring you good news. Don't be afraid. You see, we all need a little bit of fear. You wouldn't survive unless you had some fear. Fear is inbuilt as a safety mechanism within us. Fear stops you walking too near the edge of a cliff. Fear stops you jumping out in front of a bus. Fear keeps you safe. But when fear starts to take over your life, it can demand more of you than it needs. And some people live in fear. A lot of people live in this fear. But the message is still the same today. Don't be afraid. Because just as the angel said, there is good news. And that good news still exists. Just as the angel assured them back then. That assurance is still in existence right now. Because of Jesus Christ, there's no need to be overwhelmed by fear. This message that the angel brought was a message of love. A message of mercy. It could easily have been a different message because of sin that was around. But God had a better plan. And I like it that he came with this plan to these lowly people. A carpenter. A young maiden. The shepherds. Did you know, I didn't realize this until just um, researching it recently, that shepherds were probably the lowest of the low. If you had to take someone to court in these days, a shepherd couldn't give evidence because they didn't trust them. They were just habitual liars. That's what they thought of them. But the angel decided, I'm going to come to the people you think are the lowest. But also he came 
to the greatest, the wisest, the wise men. Jesus said on many occasions to his disciples and to those following him, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And I think it's one of the things that grips us today, where people get so het up with, with fear, fear of sickness, fear of death, fear of debt, fear of all sorts of things. Some people don't go outside their house because they're so afraid. A lot of things that we can be fearful of, fearful of the unknown, fearful of the known, and we can fall into the trap of fear. But the message is still the same. Don't be afraid. The Bible says that perfect love, we don't have perfect love. He has perfect love, and he's given us that perfect love. It drives out all that unnecessary bad fear. Why? Because God's got a plan. He's always got a plan. Even turning a bad situation good. Just like the plan he had when he talked to these shepherds. The other thing that the angel said was, I bring you good news that will bring great joy. Joy. Don't be afraid because I'm bringing you joy, he said. I would like to have joy. You've got to... I love to have joy, you know. And this is a different joy to just being happy. Being happy is okay, is great. But joy is deep-seated. And the angel said, I bring you joy. But the thing is, when you bring someone good news, when you bring them something, this message, it had to be accepted. And the shepherds had to accept it. It's just like gifts we give at Christmas. They have to be accepted before you can enjoy them. If you reject them, if you reject the gift, then it's not yours. I was stoned through the years. I've rejected a few gifts I've had. I've got to be honest. I'm looking forward with joy, mine, to my socks this, this year. And my probably boxer shorts. And, and I might get a nice shirt. I remember once, one of the, think about the worst present you've ever had at Christmas. What? No, no, I have to mention it every year, Karen. I'm sorry. It was a few years ago now. It was a few years ago now. No, I know you can't. Which one? No, no. No. All right, I'll explain. Now, all the men will understand. The men will understand this. Karen bought me 25 pounds worth of Debenham's gift vouchers, right, for my birthday. Now, Karen's birthday is just a few weeks after my birthday. And I'd, I'd, I'd spent £10 on the gift cards. Ooh, I had £15. I had £15 left of gift cards. So I thought, I'll give them back to her. <laughs> so I, I put them in a card. That was oh, nice. She won't even know, I thought. <laughs> oh, no. You know woman's intuition. Mm, these are the cards I bought you, aren't they? I said, no. But anyway, back to you. <laughs> one Christmas I got up. This is a fantastic present. And she said, I got one last present for you, love. Oh, it's fantastic. I had loads of boxer shorts and socks and, and, and ties at the time. I don't wear them much now. And it was, God, it was heavy. And what is this good? What's this? I opened it up. It was a fondue set. <laughs> I, I, I'm... I think you must have dreamt that I liked it once. I didn't even know what it was, didn't know what to do with it. 
I think I gave it away the very next day. I gave it away. But to you've got to accept. Where am I going? I don't know. You've got to accept. You've got to accept the gift. Shh. Stop heckling from the front row. You have to accept the gift before you can enjoy the gift, before you get joy from your fondue set. You've got to accept it. You see, and the, the gift that the angels brought, the gift that the angels were talking about, the people that they were talking to had to accept it before they could receive that joy. You know, I believe God has created all of us with a certain amount of joy within us. You look at children as they're growing up, there's a certain amount of joy in them, isn't there? That toddler joy as they grow in. But as people get older, that joy is, is being st stolen away. And we do live in a society where if you look at all the mental health and the, the depression and the, and the sadness at about, this joy is being stolen from us. And the Bible says that the enemy of our souls called Satan, he's like a thief who steals Steals our joy, kills our joy, kills all the good things that we have. But this joy that the angels were talking about is an inner joy, a deep-seated joy. The Apostle Paul described it as a joy that's inexplicable. You can't explain it. You can't explain what is inside. You have to experience it. It's an inner joy that only accepting this gift of Jesus Christ can bring. It's experienced, not just expressed. I made that up myself. It's good, isn't it? The other thing that the angel said in verse 14 of Luke 2, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill to all men. Peace. First of all, they said, don't be afraid. I bring you joy, but I also bring peace. Everyone wants to live a peaceful life, don't they? If you ask anyone, do you want to live a peaceful life? They'll say, yeah. No one will say, no, I don't want a peaceful life. I want a disruptive, chaotic life. No one says that. Everyone wants a peaceful life. It reminds me of, remember years ago, I don't know if they still do it, Miss World and Miss Universe. Probably still do it in America somewhere. And they would bring all the contestants up and they'd say, and what do you want? World peace. <laughs> they would all say that, wouldn't they? And what would you like? Miss whatever, world peace. That's how they used to talk. Everyone wants peace. No one wants anything else. But this peace that Jesus brings is different to just the peace we're talking about now. It's an inner peace, just like the inner joy. It's a gift that not just live in, in harmony with everybody, it's something that's deep set inside us. To so that even when difficult things are happening, there's a peace. A painter was, a few painters had a, joined in a competition to paint and depict what peace was. And a few of the, the contestants sent in their, their paintings, and there were some beautiful still lakes with a dove and some white clouds. There was another one of mountains and the sun shining and rabbits frolicking in the meadow. And they, all the judges thought, oh, this is beautiful. This is very peaceful. But then they seen this one. And it was a thunderstorm. There were waves 
billowing across the ocean. And there was cliffs, dragged cliffs. And they thought, this doesn't look very peaceful. I think he's got the wrong message here. But then one of the judges said, just take a closer look. And on the cliffside was a nest. And there was a mother sat in the nest feeding her babies as the wind and the rain lashed around them. And the judge said, there's peace. Even in the midst of the storm, you can find peace. Because life is not always going to be a calm lake. But when you can have peace in the midst of trouble, that's real peace. And that is what Jesus Christ is bringing. The angels shall bring you peace. It's linked with contentment. Being contented. A deep, quiet contentment. Knowing who you are. Knowing why you're here. Knowing where you're going. Knowing who your God is. Having Christ in your life. People never seem to be content these days, do they? Always one more. Never happy of where they are. Never happy of the house they live in. Never happy with the wage they get in. Never happy with their jobs. Never happy. Always wanting more. But this peace brings contentment. You see, the world is at war with God because of sin. But this good news brings peace. Jesus Christ came to make peace between us, mankind, and God. Just the last few words that Jesus said. He said these words. I give you peace. The kind of peace that only I can give. It isn't like the peace that this world can give. So don't be worried or afraid. The same message that the angels brought in the announcement of his birth. It's not an outward peace or an outward joy. It doesn't mean you're going to be like a giggling idiot walking around. It's an inner peace, an inner joy. Again, he says, don't be afraid. You might know that Psalm, Psalm 23. And one of the verses says, that you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. That's peace. When everything is going wrong around you, when your enemies seem to be attacking you, <clears throat> all different things happening, but yet you can say, I'm just going to sit down at peace and have a feast. So, God has a plan. His plan is, don't be afraid. I give you joy. I give you peace. Because when we have joy and peace, it removes all of this fear. I'm going to ask our, our team to come back up. And as they plug themselves in, we're going to sing our last carol, which is my number one on my top ten. It's joy to the world. It's not Hackney Herald. It's taken over from Hackney Herald. We haven't done Hackney Herald tonight. <laughs>